You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is uh, Shane, the host of From the Shadows podcast, and I'm here with Jason, the super producer. Greetings, everybody. And the one and the only resident skeptic, the Ozark Howler. Hey, I'm here. I got a story for almost everything, you know, because I just been on, I was on the street for almost 30 years, so I got a story for everything. So if, if you got a subject, send it to From the Shadows podcast, and I'll tell you a story about it. Yeah. Yeah, and for the I guess for those new listeners, the Howler has thirty years of being a sheriff, a highway patrolman, uh, air marshal, a homeland security, and and probably a lifetime of just being an all around funny dude. So redneck uh, man, redneck. Redneck. So with that, thanks for welcoming welcoming us onto the Odyssey Radio Network, and we hope that uh, you enjoy the show. Hey, Howler, last week you told us you were going to give us the car crash special, man. So uh, let's go. I, I know lots of people have been sending messages wanting to know what else can the Howler give us when it comes to car crashes. So I, I know I've been waiting all week. What do you got? Well, you know, sorry, I just got sidetracked there. I, I broke in car crashes early because I grew up in the country like you guys of course, Ohio's pretty straight and flat, but down here in the Ozarks, all kinds of kids getting wrecked. And people getting wrecked, everybody getting wrecked. One of my good friends from high school got a Ford Mustang for his 16th birthday, brought it over, picked, started picking up kids, you know, on the way to my house, got to my house. Now, my, we had a gravel road, so he was going to cut a big fishtail when we pulled out of the gravel road. Now, those kids had this car about maybe two days. This is a second adventure and spun out and went right in the ditch with all of us. So, <laughs> oh my goodness! But I grew up with a guy named Dave. I'm not, Dave doesn't mind if I use his name because he works down here at the junkyard. Any fame that he might garner would probably help his position in life. But <laughs> we called him Super Dave because he had been in three. By the time of this, not directly in him, I'm about to tell you about. By that time, he had been in one accident where a passenger he was riding in the back seat. Uh, and one of the other passengers has gotten killed. But as of today, this podcast, he's been in three accidents where he was a passenger and somebody in the car he was riding in got killed. 
Okay. Just, so does that make you? Does that make you pause before you jump in the car with Super Dave? Does that, <laughs> well, that doesn't really, that doesn't really at, sound all that super. At yes. the time, first of all, he was at the time he was. This is before his fortunes changed. He was a state worker like me. The other thing is, we just thought it was a freak accident. You know, he was one of these guys that were supposed to go out in the world and be somebody good-looking, kid, smart. And, and he decided to take a gap year. You know what I mean? This is back before gap years was anything. And and people that were making excuses for him would, would argue, and I don't even know why I'm going on this tangent about him, psychoanalysis, but <clears throat> they would they would blame his poor decision-making on being in this wreck where this girl got killed. Does that make sense? Like maybe it affected yeah, yeah. his ability mm-hmm. to focus yeah. and go to school and do what he's supposed to do, when in reality – he just liked drinking and smoking weed more than he liked studying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Okay, so, well, then I think you I think you made your diagnosis. There. So, he pissed his potential away. It had nothing to do with this girl getting killed. Well, or maybe he was on the weed so bad because of that. But this is back before weed was cool. I mean, 35 years ago, if you was on the weed too bad, you, just, you were just out. Nowadays, they send you to Hollywood and pay you $10 million a film. But... Anyway, back to Dave. We had we were working for the state, obviously, and I had we were driving this old international cab over. I was driving. I got two stories, both of them were because I always drove. And uh, anyhow, I was driving this old international cab over in the old gas with a you know five speed, two speed rear end, just old crap truck. But you got to think this is in the mid, this is in the late eighties, so. It was probably 20 years old, so it was probably from something from the 60s, now that I think about it. But, oh, the motor, but the motor went out. We were hauling straw. We had a new construction site, and I was hauling baled straw, square bales, so that we could put them in his straw blower. So me and Dave would have to go out to the state. We'd put this bid out and say the state wants to buy 2,000 straw bales or whatever. And Johnny Farmer out here in Boone County would call and you know fill out the paperwork, and you'd have to drive way out in the middle of these sticks in this uh, truck and trailer and, and, and load, and I know that sounds inconceivable to anybody less than 50 years old, but you'd have to understand how to load three or 400 straw bales and boom them, strap them down, tie them down, so you could truck across the country with them or the state. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, well, it makes sense. Well, well, of course it makes sense. I've... I've been part of those operations. Yeah, you have, but I don't know how many of your listeners have. You know what I mean? I, Probably I not even, many. I don't. I mean, I mean, my oldest, my oldest son is is on his way to be a Division One All American academic, and if I told him he had to get a load of straws, he would say, "But aren't they outlawing all them plastic straws?" He wouldn't even know what the straw <laughs> they were. Much less, he would say, "Why they're outlawing plastic straws?" So, but anyway, I blew the motor up in this old truck. So being the government organization, they were very inefficient. They were still inefficient back in those days, too. But they did what they do. The next day, they give me a new truck. Not a brand new truck, but a newer one. Big diesel, international S2100 single axle tractor. Okay? So... We haul all this straw, and that's that. We got another project. We got to go. Instead of hauling the straw, 
when the trailer was empty, I had a brand new fin straw blower. You know what a big fin straw blower? I had a fin straw blower loaded to the front, and then I had a John Deere tractor in the middle with a disc and a cedar and a whole bunch of stuff. I'm trying to think of what else there was on this trailer. But I had all the equipment boomed down in this thing, and we were, we were driving from point A to point B. Well, this truck, even though it was a new truck, back in them days, the government vehicles, we had, had an AM radio. Air conditioning was the only thing it had, you know? So... I think it was a nine speed. I don't think it was a 13 speed. I think it was just nine speed, but whatever. Dave had went to Radio Shack. There used to be back in the old days a store called Radio Shack. <laughs> and he had went to Radio Shack and he had this portable CD player, which was, which was, oh yeah, cutting oh, yeah. edge technology at the oh, time, yeah. right? Oh okay? yeah. And he had crawled up under the dash somehow and wired this portable CD player to the AM speakers in this international truck as we had progressed in the summer of straw, right? So we're driving down this state blacktop straight as a string, flat as a pool table for miles. So think about corn country out there where you're at. Uh-huh, yeah. Pick yeah. some state road out there where you guys are at. And we're jacking around with the Rolling Stones Steel Wheels CD in this portable CD player, okay? <laughs> and the only reason why I remember Steel Wheels because I'm 99%, I got pictures of the crash. I'm 99% sure he had a Steel Wheels t-shirt on because I think it was right after the concert, you know? But all that to say is this, I dropped the right wheels of this tractor off oh, the pavement. Boy. Oh, no. <laughs> and my dad always told me, Jason, well, you know, because you're, you know, well, both of you guys, you know what yeah. big trucks are all about. Oh, yeah. Okay. My old man used to say, whenever you drop off the pavement, just stay in the ditch. Don't jerk back on. Right. Okay. So I guess I didn't slow down enough or something, but so I'm rolling down the ditch. So then, my, of course, my tandem duels on the trailer follow me down into the ditch. Well, there's a culvert from a field entrance coming up to me. Oh, boy. So I jerked that tractor on back onto the road, but the trailer stayed in the ditch, if that makes sense. Like dog track? Yes. Yeah. When the tandem duels caught that culvert, it rolled me over. Okay? Oh, my tractor goodness. Broke, hey, tractor broke apart from the trailer and rolled back over to its, back over to its tires. The trailer stayed upside down on all this stuff and then slid into the side of the track. And I remember, and this will mean something to you big truck drivers. I remember we were in the ditch, nose in the ditch, two-thirds flat. It didn't flash flat us all together, you know what I mean, for just the grace of God. But it was lugging real bad. You know how they'll lug? Mm-hmm. And I remember Dave telling me, shut it off, and I kept turning the key off saying it won't shut off. Well, it's got a big kill switch you had to pull out you know what i'm saying to kill it on this tractor so i pulled the kill switch and we got it shut down and it was just a freaking mess we climbed out and there's 182 or 186 thousand dollars worth of state equipment just blasted <laughs> oh my goodness part. i think i'm 18 and he's 19 he's a year older than me so or i was 19 he was 20 i'm pretty sure it was 18 and 19 but Maybe it was 19 and 20. 
but we're out in the middle of nowhere and there this is pre-cell phone there's no phones there's no now we had a radio in this thing but the antenna was up the asphalt about 75 feet <laughs> so you know we're just there well, hey and it was well, so long, huh? was mixed was mixed emotions playing in the in the background i, remember, I think the, i think the cd player came unglued i mean i think it came on <laughs> the little 11 gauge wire wasn't enough you know what i mean i don't care how much black tape you put on and i think it separated yeah. <laughs> so needless to say we just stood around. I don't even remember. I think Dave started picking stuff up out of the ditch because he was a car crash professional. But I was just in shock. And here come, lo and behold, here comes some car up the pavement. Now, they can't get by us because this track trailer, the tractor's in the south ditch. Trailer's up against the tractor. And the dovetail is in the north ditch. So we've got the entire highway shut. Oh, gosh. First car pulls up. Hey. First car pulls up. They can't get around. They stop. Ask if we're okay. Yeah. They they think we hit somebody on a tractor. And I'm saying, no, we were hauling that tractor. You know? And, uh, what did you call anybody? Who are we going to call? So, they said, well, we'll bring you up to, you know, so they put me in a car. And they drop, you know, Dave stays there. He says, fuck, you got a call. I, I didn't wreck it. So, <laughs> <laughs> So Dave just sits on the asphalt, you know, in the shade of this tractor, and I get in the car with some stranger, like an old diplomat or whatever it was at the time, and they take me to some Farmer Jones house up the road and pull in and, you know, Belma or Belma come out. What's going on? Well, they had a wreck. They need to use your phone. Okay, come on in. Got that phone in the kitchen with about a 40-foot cord, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to get the phone book out to find the highway patrol's number. <laughs> So I called this number, and this old man, it's back when troopers answered the phone. I would drove Macon. And I said, well, I'd like to report an accident. Okay, where at? I said, Highway D. Okay, what county? And I said, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? And I said, I don't know what county I'm in. Well, you at somebody's house, boy? And I said, yeah, he goes, hand them the phone. So I said, he wants to talk to you. So, I didn't even know what accounting we were in, you know. So, uh, so the people bring me back to the wreck, right? So they kick me out, and I'm sitting there, and lo and behold, I don't know, a, a ways. I don't remember how 10 minutes, might have been two hours, I don't remember, but here come this trooper shows up, and the old square body Caprice. Remember the old Caprice? You know, right. square. Yep, yep. Okay gets out and puts his freaking hat on he says which one of you kids was driving this and i said me and he goes i need to see your cab card your cdl and something and i said well here i hand you my driver's license he said you ain't got a cdl and i said no and he goes well who owns this wreck in missouri just like a lot of states ag if the product the truck and the in the driver all belong to a farm yeah family farm you're exempt from everything so yeah. it's not uncommon to have these teenagers wrecking all kinds of 18 wheelers because it's a farm deal. So I walked over to the trailer and I pulled the license plate on the dovetail straight and it said State of Missouri official car. Back in then, that's when the license plate used to stay. Old red and white. He goes, Are you kidding me? I said, No. <laughs> and he goes, Do you know how much paperwork this is? And I said, No. And he goes, 
well, what'd your boss say? I said, I didn't call him. What do you mean you didn't call him? I said, I called you guys. <laughs> you better get get in the car and go up to their house. So I get the same old diplomat, the same old people, the same old house. This old woman says, the highway patrol didn't show up. I said, no, now I got to call my boss. So I called my boss, my big boss, and then he wants to know where my supervisor is, which is a whole nother story. Because my supervisor wasn't with us. It was me and Dave. And you guys probably aren't supposed to be out there without the supervisor. Or... Well, it was. We were. I. I think. In the, in, and the, and the crux to the deal is we were supposed to be a little closer supervised <laughs> than we were. You know what I mean? Yeah. I that's always, that's always. Isn't that in, always the case? <laughs> in what we would call the after action report that came out. The supervisor was supposed to be driving this big new truck, and me and Dave was supposed to be in this pickup hauling the seed because we would go down to like MFA and get a thousand pounds of, you know, fescue seed or triple 12, triple 13, whatever we fertilize, whatever we're doing. And we had this, a, new, a pretty new F 250, and we were supposed to be in that pickup, and the boss was supposed to be driving it, but he didn't like it because he'd been driving a truck his whole life, and he just, he'd rather drive the pickup. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. I believe so I understand completely. So he entrusted us with this mess, and we let him down. That's the crux of that part of the story. Okay. So I go back to this wreck. This trooper writes all his paperwork up and gives us a ride, but I don't remember where he brought us to. But he brought us back to the fairly, uh, you know, a, a decent. I mean, because we we had nothing to drive. You know, we're a hundred. 20 miles down where I know today we're 125 miles from from our building you know and subsequently our houses and stuff I mean we don't you know a hundred you're 120 miles away yeah because we traveled all over the state and did stuff you know what I mean oh, all geez. over oh my gosh yes yes so <laughs> so he brought us to town and we sat around at some point somebody came and got us but I don't remember but the funny part about this whole story is this trooper, now this is 1989, maybe 90. You look up and see when Steel Wheels came out. I so, did, 1989. Yeah, 19, so yeah. he berates us to no end. For 120 miles? <laughs> no, he only brought us like 30 miles, 20 miles back to his big town, you know? He's not bringing us anywhere. I mean, brought us to the, I think he must have took us to the patrol office or the troop barracks or whatever, but... I sit in the front seat with this trooper. Dave sat in the back, and this trooper ragged on us the whole time. Fast forward. In about 2000, no, 99, I don't know, late 90, I was a trooper. And I was on what they call the search special emergency response team. And we got called out. We got toned out to do a early morning no-knock raid for the DEA in nowhere North Missouri. Okay. And I live right there close to the troop where we kept, we had this big war, we called it the war wagon, but it was this big truck with, you know, it's like a mobile command post with all this stuff in it. Mm -hmm. So it was incumbent upon me or this other guy to drive the war wagon because we lived right close to it and no, we're one and nobody else wanted to drive it. But mainly it's because we lived there. And other people live they lived all over so when you get toned out everybody have to go to like a like a command 
post or you know they'd set this truck up for it so i was driving out the troop to get the command the war wagon and this my my co-worker had already taken it had just you know he had got there before me and he had taken it so i was getting gas in this out of town when i say out of town a sergeant that was on the team with us that lived in another town was driving through he was getting gas you'd always get gas before you you know at the state back then you had to get it at like the high transportation sheds and certain places to get gas now they do i don't know what they do but now they got a state credit card i guess they get gas wherever they want but back in the old days it didn't work like that so the sergeant pulled up and he's getting gas this is like 2 30 in the morning so he said now we're going to the same spot he says, you want to ride with me? And I said, yeah, I'll ride with you, you know, just because when you got to drive, you know, we're going to drive 150 miles, you know, 2.30 in the morning. It's boring. It's quiet. And and I had a, some stuff, but I didn't have as much gear as those. I mean, I had a lot of gear, but I never used it because I was a, I hate to, I'm embarrassed to tell you this. I was, I was a crisis negotiator. So <laughs> I was cross-trained as a sniper and some other stuff, but my main duty was to talk to people, talk them out of the building talking about their current situation right <laughs> so i usually just drop myself you know what i mean i didn't carry a bunch of machine gun shit because i yeah. leave that up to other people you know what i mean i'm not i'm not into all that but but uh so i get in the car with this sergeant who's who's who is is uh my i mean the real deal he is the real deal tall Good, I mean, to this day, tall, good-looking, great shape. I mean, he is the real deal. Type A personality, smart as a whip. And we go, and we're in an unmarked, brand-new unmarked Crown Victoria. And we're going up to Nowhereville. In, in, in US 63 there, in, right through the middle of Missouri, they were doing a bunch of construction. So part of it was four-lane. Most of it was four-lane. Part of it was two-lane. Okay? So we get up outside of... Moberly, between Moberly and Macon, Missouri, and it's two lane. It had been raining, but then it stopped raining. And we were behind the crab, crab, like craft cheese and stuff. Mm-hmm. They, have a, they have a big distribution thing here in Missouri, so they have a lot of those double trailers, you know what I mean? Kind of like UPS double trailers, mm-hmm. but they got a crab double trailer. So we were behind this track crab double trailer, and he wanted to pass them. So, you know, he, he kind of peeked out two or three times and trying to get the right spot. So there's a big straight stretch with just a little bit of dip in it for about three miles. And and when he when he peeks out, there's a set of headlights, but it's way, way ahead. Okay. So he says, he said something, and I said, dude, I think you can make it. So he punches this V8 down, and we kick out in the to pass this double trailer and we're going and we're going and we're going and remember I told you there was a little dip in the road mm-hmm. it was full of water water was running over the highway oh my oh. <laughs> and we hit this water going probably only about 90 or 95 but it was enough that we spun completely out and you remember I told you there was a set of headlights way in the, in the future well they're a lot closer now and it's another 18 wheeler so now we're spinning out on this highway, and I remember slouched down the passenger seat, praying we slid off the highway before either of those 18-wheelers hit us. And we 
and we finally found the ditch. It went foo and in farm country, the highways are usually a couple feet higher than the, the field, you know, the fields on the sides and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this ditch full of water was like a slalom, and we were going down it backwards. So finally, oh, come to stop. The, 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 the dash cluster, you know, when your car goes through a catastrophe, you're like, your, our car is quit, and it's like all the lights are on. Brake light, check engine light. Park light, you know, like everything is on over there. And the, and the windshield wipers, he had them on delayed, so, and there wasn't any rain. It already quit, but it was going. <laughs> over the stopped car, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, coffee was ever He had one of them fat bottom coffee cups, and he had his computer. He's a mobile data terminal, MDT, closed, and he had this fat bottom coffee cup on the top of it. And it, it flew all over me. So I'm, it's dripping cappuccino, frate, lape, whatever. I'm not a coffee drinker, but it's dripping coffee all over me. So he immediately throws it in park, starts it up, puts it in gear, and tries to drive out. But we're spinning. And he's backing up. And he, he's rocking the car back and forth. Yeah. He goes, I think we just slid off. We're okay. He's, he's going back and forth. He's giving it to college to try, man, trying to get us out. And there's a tap at the window. Somebody's tapping on our window. Puts the window down, and it's another trooper that was going to the same place we're going. He was about a mile or two behind us. He said, and I don't want to use this guy's first name because he's still working. He's a, And he is a major person at the, at the organization. So he's in the top ten people, so I don't want to say his name. But this guy knocked on the, the other guy knocked on the window and said, hey, I'm going to say Chuck. Which it ain't Chuck, but it was a change for his career. He said, hey, Chuck, or whatever, dude, you got to shut this thing down. Your front bumper's up there on the highway. <laughs> and he goes, are you kidding me? And I said, no. So he picks up the mic, and he hands it to me and tells me to call it in. So everybody in the world listening, here's my badge number instead of his badge number. Does that make sense? Oh, jeez. <laughs> so at that time the radios now they have old trunks and now they got all kinds of cool stuff so they probably know immediately but at that time the numbers were on the radios were odds and evens up to like 16 or 18 channels so one would be car to base an odd number would be car to base and the even number would be car to car so and where we were at was in a different troop and it was either one up or one down from where we were at i just couldn't remember so I put it on the one I thought it was. I used my number four or three times. And I kept trying to call Macon, and they weren't answering. About the fourth time I did that, Kirkwood, which is in St. Louis, they answered and said, are you trying to get a hold of Macon? I said, yes. And they said, this is the nut. Put your radio to this channel. So I switched the channel. And I called Macon, told him, you know, we was in a wreck, blah, blah, blah. Of course, now all the people listening think I wrecked which is what he wanted, you know. Maybe why he could manage to get promoted, and I never could. But whatever. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> the last part is, so I go to get out to see how bad the damage is. He tells me, hey, get out of the car. See how bad it is. I get out of the car, and I take one step, and I fall face down in this mud. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Okay? So then I get up, and I walk around, and, the, and, the, and he's right. It's just it's tore up. So I go to get, and then it started sprinkling again. So I go to get back in the car and I 
trip on something and fall face down in the mud in the same spot again. <laughs> and what I'm tripping over is those Crown Vicks had dual exhaust, you know. When we went down the ditch, the right rear first, that right rear pipe, exhaust pipe, caught in the mud, and it has bent. It broke loose from the hangers, and it has bent underneath the passenger side of that car, underneath the right rear tire, and it is coming out at a 90-degree angle right between the driver's door and the passenger and back seat <laughs> door of that car. And that's what I'm tripping over is the exhaust pipe. Okay? So... I get back in his car. I've got coffee and mud, and we just sat there for, I don't know, it seemed like a long time. And lo and behold, because they had to call, and they tell them, well, we're going to have a, what we call a local car. Even though there's nine other troopers with us, they've got to go to this call out. They're going to, what they call a local car, a guy that's assigned to that county, they're calling him out of bed to come work this wreck. Oh my gosh. So, so this dude rolls up, walks over there, tells us to get in his car. He gets in his car, and Vince is in the front right. I'm in the back, and he's getting our information, you know what I mean? Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. blah. And the whole time he's breaking Vince. Gosh, sorry. Because this guy's old, you know, he's in his mid 50s, and he's a corporal and Vince is in his Vince is 30 that's the dude I'm riding with I just ratted him out now um, you know, he's 30 <laughs> and he's a sergeant so so those old guys when young guys got promoted over him they don't you know what I mean it was like a double edged it was it was double he's he's he going oh back in my day we knew better to train troopers not to drive like idiots in the rain and back when I was you know when I was on a sergeant no better than this it's just on and on and on and on and on and on and of course and he kept his mouth shut. And then he looked back to me because, and he goes, and I'll tell you what, this will be the last wreck I work of yours because I'm retiring next month. He was the guy that worked <laughs> in 2018 with a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, that's classic. That is and great. I believe they hired you because he, he had seen me in the academy. It's the only reason I'd refresh his memory because I talked to him when I was in the academy. He was down there for something. I can't even believe they hired you. At least they're not letting you drive. That's what he said. Ah, they're not, <laughs> not letting you drive. <laughs> so, so they flatbed this truck. This this it's a new. It's a brand new Crown Vic. Got like twenty three hundred miles on. They tr- truck it to the making troop on a flatbed and they roll it off. So we we had our gear and we we went to this call out you know what i mean we geared up with this call out the 12 uprising or whatever it was at the time and uh we get back and it's 10 11 o'clock in the morning and the guy that was driving the car he's on the phone with our normal lieutenant who's who's chewing his ass about because this car's got to be hauled to jeff city which is the capital of missouri that's where our car which you'd call a car depot where the main garage was and he's talking about you know this the state's always been broke and, you know, got no money. It's going to cost all this to get it hauled there, this, that, and the other. Is it drivable? And the, the bumper, the front bumper got ripped off in the accident. The back bumper got ripped off when hooked onto the front of the tow truck and pulled it out. So both bumper, and I say bumpers, they're bumper covers. You know, they're just them rubber covers. And he's over there taking lawn water on the conversation. And I said, you tell Lieutenant, well, I'll drive. We can drive it back. Well, Jeff says it's drivable. How's it drivable? 
And I said, we'll just drive it. We ain't going to cost the state any more money. I'll drive it. So he hung up the phone. He goes, how are you going to drive a car back? The exhaust is sticking out six feet on the side. So I got in the, in the, in the war wagon. We had all these tools, you know, to break in doors and do all kinds of crazy stuff. But one of the things we had was, a, at that time, cutting-edge, portable, like, bandsaw thing. And uh, so I crawled into that car, and I cut that exhaust up the head of the kink best I could, you know, so it didn't mess up the valves, the exhaust valve. Threw them bumper covers in the war wagon. I drove that thing 150 miles back. No, no bumper covers, no... It still had <laughs> nine dick antennas, but was no implement on my car. But I drove it back, man. Did 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 you get a did you get a like a commendation letter for no. saving? Hey, they tried to ding me up. I had a hard ass lieutenant didn't like me much. And and he was one of them gotcha guys, you know, one of them got you see, in order to make it in that world, you gotta get somebody, whether it's get somebody driving to work with a speeding ticket or get a co-worker, you know, they got you gotcha mentality. I had this, back in the days, you had pagers. And my pager got wet when I fell in the ditch. And my pager got wet. <laughs> so, he made That's, me do this report, we call it a report of survey on my pager. He made me do a report of survey on my pager and was like, they might suspend you or ask you to pay the $165 for that pager. I said, are you kidding me? And he goes, no, it's just common practice, Jeff. You you know, you, it was your responsibility and you, you got to let it get wet. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I said, you know, uh, uh, I think I'm freaking hurting that wreck. That's what I think. I said, I think the state of Missouri is culpable on my damn emotional distress from being put in the ditch in the first place. <laughs> and that's the no way to be. And I said, no, it's the way to be. I said, you guys want to be chicken shit? I can be chicken shit with the best government official. Not to mention See, that's you. That's why had... I never got promoted. Man, that's, why, that's why I had to go to the feds because – you tore up stuff there, and they didn't care. They just give you new ones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a cost of doing business in the for the U.S. government. <laughs> Especially, I was a Bush man after nine eleven when they just flushed money. But that's another story. <laughs> oh man, oh. Well, yeah. that was good. What? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at from the shadows podcast GoDaddySites.com Or contribute to our Facebook discussion page called After the Shadows and tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from Thank you for joining us and we look forward to hearing from you all. Until next time Never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.